I define excellence as just being great, having great morals, having great standards, taking care of your kids, taking care of your loved ones, uh, handling your business, paying your bills, uh, just being on top of your game and understanding business. That's how I define excellence. When I was five years old, I had this dream. And in this dream, I was seeing the future me. So I was actually a grown man in the dream. So I was in the back of a vehicle. I had on a blue suit. And as we're driving up to these tall buildings in the city somewhere, I don't remember the city, um, I, get out the, I get out the back of the vehicle and I'm walking into one of these tall buildings. And I, I hit the elevator button elevator opens up and when I'm walking in just like two elderly white people that's standing there they greet me they smile I smile back and greet them they didn't get off the elevator so as the elevator goes up um, I get off they, they stayed up there but I get off and I walk into this boardroom and as I walk into a boardroom it's a group of people just there waiting on me I don't recall what that meeting was about but as the dream transitioned, next thing you know, I was on a jet with like four or five other people. And as the jet taking off, I looked down at the city and I told myself I made it. So fast forward a few years later, because I was five years old and um, I was shooting a documentary in the 757 area of Virginia. Shout out to the seven cities, Suffolk, Hampton, Newport News, Chesapeake, Virginia Beach. Portsmouth, and we were shooting a documentary. This this was back when the hood DVDs was out. So our things was called Street Kings. So we would go to all these hoods and we would find the hottest talent. We would interview them. We would shoot a video, music video, and we would put that story out there and put that information out there. And we was actually working on a documentary. But at the same time when I was doing that, in my early 20s, I was still playing around in the street, just playing around. And come to find out, one day I'm driving my car and I get pulled over. And they said, we're going to serve you with an indictment. So what happens then, I end up going to, going to jail. And at that time, you know, the prosecutors, my attorney, they was trying to get me to cop a plea. And I was like, well, I ain't do nothing. You know. What have I done? Show me some evidence. They couldn't show me any. They was like, well, just give up whoever you're getting it from. And I don't believe in that. I don't roll like that. I'm a stand-up guy. So I said, let's take it to trial. I felt in my heart I could beat it. But I didn't beat it. I ended up getting like two years and ten months. And what happened then, it kind of destroyed me because I was shooting this documentary for like two years. Me and my homeboy, Troy, Tech. Big Mike, a couple other cats down there. Um, so it, it, it really, it really, it really hurt me, man, because I really put a lot of time, money, and energy into it. And when we couldn't release it, it was like I let the whole city down. So during that time when I was incarcerated, uh, it was this gentleman, this older gentleman. He used to sleep in the bunk beside me, and I noticed he used to always read these airplane magazines. So one day we was having a conversation and I asked him, I said, I asked him, why did you always read them magazines? He said, I always like to fly. He said, I always fly. He said, they're pretty good. Call to you, you should check one out. 
He said, would you like to read one? I said, sure. So he gave me one. So I opened up the uh, magazine, and it was actually a, a, pri a private jet magazine, you know. So I'm looking at these jets, these Lear jets costing 50, 60, 70, 80 million dollars. And at that time, I just dropped the magazine. That dream came back to me when I was a kid, when I was at my lowest point. So at that time, I felt like I had no hope. But that magazine that he gave me, it gave me hope. Because I was like, this is what I'm aiming for. If somebody else can do it, I can do it, no matter what circumstance I'm in. You know, my mom always told me to keep the faith. So I got faith right now. And I said, when I get out, I'm going to name my company Lear Vision. But my company was just supposed to be a videography and photography, a media company. So when I got out a, a few years later, um, I, came, I came up to Maryland, the D.C. area. Uh, I stayed down in Seven Cities for a while, wasn't nothing going on, couldn't make no money. Came up here, started working the job, had to find something to do, so I started working at the Dollar Tree. Had to walk back and forth to work from the apartments that me and my girl was living in. I couldn't hustle because I, I was done with that. That's that They used that to trick us young black people up, man. So I had to swallow my pride and get on my Pat and Charlie and walk the Dollar Tree, you know. So I did that for a few months. Ended up getting a better job. Put myself in a position where I hooked up with my man Damien from HD Digital Media. And we decided to do some work together. So I worked with him for about a year. Then I just launched Live Vision as a, as a film company. Um, so this is the point of looking professional when you go out. So when I went out, I always liked to look the part. So I, I wanted my, you know, my, my logo on my shirt. I didn't want to wear nobody else's stuff. I wanted to wear Live Vision, something I created for us by us, just like FUBU said. But I wanted to look professional at the same time. So I didn't want to come out here looking, you know, going out there filming people stuff and I'm looking crazy you know um, so this was around 2000 probably 2013 four, yeah about two, late 2013 early 2014 so every time I went out people would ask me where'd you get that shirt from that's a nice shirt where'd you get that jacket from that's a nice jacket they would just see my logo on it I was like it's just my company name so they asked me so much by the end of 2015 I just decided to go get a bunch of shirts printed up. I had no idea what I was doing. I just went and got a bunch of shirts printed up, heat pressed, and I just put them out online. And when I threw them online, the uh, people just started hitting me up. It was like, yo, I want to buy like two of them. I want to buy like three of them. I want to buy like five of them. So I sold like hundreds of them, but I didn't understand the business. So, um, yeah, that's how, that's how Live Vision got started. You can find Live Vision at HP Music and Arts. That's if you're in the 757 area. You can find Live Vision uh, at Karma's Closet. That's in uh, Springfield Mall, uh, right here in Northern Virginia. We're in a few boutique stores here in Maryland. We're in talks right now to close, close a deal and, and, and a couple stores in Washington, D.C. and a couple in Maryland. So I'm just waiting on the paperwork to get signed for them. So, I mean, just, just, just hit us up online, find us on social media. Yeah, yeah, this your man Carlton, president and founder of Live Vision Fashion Apparel. And I just got stamped by Riley Marketing.